Let's talk about our friends at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of vehicle makes and models, it can be impossible to stock all the parts you need for your car, especially now, while you might not be able to visit a traditional store. So do it easily online instead at rockauto.com. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low without the markup that you find at chain stores or from pushy salespeople. So go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and then find the How Did You Hear About Us box and write the phrase locked on there so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, getting into a Friday night edition of Locked On Warriors, a season finale edition of Locked On Warriors. I'm Wes Goldberg, Warriors beat writer for the Mercury News, here with my colleague Peter Kirkenbach, the sports columnist for the Mercury News. Uh, make sure to follow Locked On Warriors on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, or wherever you get podcasts for episodes every day, Monday through Friday. Let's just jump right in, Dieter. Uh, final game of the season, uh, of a rocky season, of an up-and-down season, of kind of a confusing season for Golden State, but... Um, what stood out to me about this loss against Memphis is that the Warriors trailed by 17 points in the first half. Every time they made a run in this game, the Grizzlies just pulled away. Like, they can never quite, back-to-back threes from Steph or whatever it might be, they can never quite get there. And then in the fourth quarter, Steph Curry starts the fourth. He unloaded the clip in this game. 47 minutes, a season high for him. Draymond Green, a season high, 45 minutes. They send the game into overtime. And and they just and look they lose the game, but I, I still think you got to come away impressed with what this team did this year, and and how they performed in this last opportunity to try to get to the playoffs. You think about the play-in tournament on the whole, the loss to the Lakers, then this loss here. You have chances to win the games, both of those games. And uh, if anything I took away from this game, it was that I'm really impressed with Memphis and what they've built and their coaching. And John Morant, who was absolutely outrageously good today. I mean, the Warriors' game plan was let John Morant shoot, and John Morant took advantage. That's what a great player is supposed to do, and he did. Career-high five threes. It It was a wildly impressive contest, and he was super composed down the stretch, which we criticized him on Sunday when the Grizzlies lost for being, you know, he sped the game up. When Draymond wanted to go, he said, I'll run too. And so it was a very impressive performance by Memphis, and I thought it was a rather normal performance by the Golden State Warriors. Now, normal involves Steph Curry being supernatural, but it was two guys against the world again. In this case, uh, it was obvious the Warriors just did not have the gas in the tank. I know people say that. I can point to clip video clips, not on this podcast. I can point to video clips where they come up short on a basket. They're not closing out on rotations. They were gassed. They were actually gassed. It's not just a catch-all excuse here. And Andrew Wiggins, perhaps more than anybody else, he was short on everything. And then he gets a chance to win the game, three-pointer, May have been an ill-advised shot, considering I don't believe Steph Curry touched it on the possession, but he gets an open look for three. He had been coming up short the entire time, and he overcompensated, hits the backboard, goes way over the rim, hits the backboard. He did not have a great game. He was fine. 
He was fine. And that's honestly how he was all year. They needed more than fine. They needed Draymond to, you know, make a layup. Yeah. How many times have we done that this year? Uh, they needed Stephen Curry to just absolutely unload. He did. Uh, but this team, listen, the only reason that there's disappointment in what they did, because uh, certainly you can't take anything away from their performance against the Lakers. They played well. They might have tricked away the game, but they played well. In this game, you can say more or less the same thing. They were, you know, they fell behind. They fought back. They had, you know, they had more heart than they had legs. But the only reason that you could be disappointed in this season is because they played so well down the stretch. Yeah. They raised your expectations. This team sucked two months ago. <laughs> they were garbage. They were four or five games under 500. They were losing to bad teams. They lost to Minnesota of all time. Like, mm -hmm. and it was just it was abysmal to watch. And James Wiseman goes down. I hate that that is sort of the, the turning point of the season, but now they no longer have to figure out a way to fit a 20-year-old center into the right. mix. They go small ball because they don't have them. Joe Lacob's not paying $40 million to sign Joe Kim Noah off the street for you know a couple of weeks. They, they, they decide to go small ball, and they found their identity again, and Steph went thermonuclear. Yeah. Draymond was fourth in the NBA in assists this year. He was fantastic down the stretch, defensively dominant, as we saw in that play in game against the Lakers, against Anthony Davis. They just didn't have the dudes. Juan Toscano Anderson and Jordan Poole were fantastic. Two, a couple of weeks, a month, that does not make uh, you know <laughs> that does not make a rotation player that's established in this league. That does not make a Kyle Anderson. That does not make a Dylan Brooks. They didn't have the dogs. Yeah. And uh, honestly, I, it, this is probably how long it should have gone. Yeah. It was a good season. There's a lot to work on this off season, though. This is what happens when you play eight guys for over a month, yep. right? And Memphis went ten deep. You mentioned the guys that they have coming off the bench. I mean, Xavier Tillman with a huge three pointer in overtime. He's a good oh, he's a good player, but like. Memphis is just full of those kinds of guys. Those, like, yeah, that, that's a good player. You want to talk about a team and, that has an identity, the Memphis Grizzlies. There's only going to be one great yeah, yeah. grind, but they decided, okay, well, we can't do that anymore because yeah. we never shot threes with that team in the era of Stephen Curry. Why don't we get a team that shoots threes but right. is also shanking people out on the court? I mean, they are super physical. And they, and, and they took 35 threes tonight, and it kind of gets to the point of the fatigue that you're getting to. The fact that you allowed them to take 35 mm -hmm. threes and make 15 of them, which is about twice. They made six on Sunday. And they were wide open. And they were wide open. They weren't. They shot 43% from three-point range on the game. Um, and then Draymond Green, uh, you know, yeah, great game. 16 rebounds, 10 assists, 11 points. Missed the game-winning layup. It was a go-ahead layup at the, at the end of regulation. <laughs> Steph Curry, I talked to you before the game. Yep. It's going to be, all right, he's going to score 35. We know that. Mm -hmm. At least 35. He had 39 tonight. Is it 35 points on 26 shots, or is it 35 points on 20 shots? Well, he right. scored 39 points on 28 shots in overtime. It was exa it, it's, it's that kind of thing. Wiggins, yeah. you mentioned him, 22 points, it took 22 shots. Like right. These guys put up the, the numbers, but it was, it was, they had to try for so hard right. for everything they got. And yes. that's what happens when you play eight guys down the stretch. And it ended yep. up being their strength. That's how they won 15 of their mm -hmm. final 20. And at the end, it ended up being their Achilles heel because they just didn't have the juice. And let's be real. It was the only way that they were going to end up. I mean, I think yeah. they would have ended up in a play-in tournament, but they would have been where San Antonio was. You get yeah. one game and congratulations. Yeah. Thanks for playing. You get to show up in Memphis for a night. Um, it's it, it was an outstanding end stretch to the season. But I, I think about, you know, the three-point variance in this game. You could look at a bunch of different stuff, and you know, you're know, you on Twitter, everyone's tuned in, you see all the opinions on, oh, Steph doesn't have the ball enough, or Wiggins you know, is completely failing the team, or Draymond is a total dud offensively, and all of those things have some truth. And the turnovers were bad, yeah. but it's the Golden State Warriors. They turned it over 60 times in the last three games. Yeah. So clearly they aren't good at that, and every turnover is a sin. Mm -hmm. At the same time, 
Memphis made, what, three, four more three-pointers than them and mm-hmm. one by five. I mean, a lot of fatigue turnovers, too. I mean, Jordan Poole had a, a – he, re- he just dribbled the ball off his foot in overtime. So and many fatigue. Everything about it, this game was and fatigue. It's, it's, you want to – yeah, exactly. You want to say, like, hey, just don't do that. But it it is – they are so tired. And in a season yeah. where you are playing every single night and you are in the you're at the arena every day for testing, and it yeah. is just – it is so difficult, and you're uh, having to drag Kent Bazemore's ass up and down the court. That's right. Forty-eight minutes a night. No, I, 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 Bazemore uh, had a nice season, but he did. You know, it, it's well, one of these things where it's not only are you playing eight guys, two of those guys were one of those guys is on a two-way contract all year. Yeah, good player. Yeah. Another guy spent a good deal of time in the G League this year. Really good player. Mm-hmm. You got Kent Bazemore on the minimum. You got Michael Mulder out there. They had seven guys tonight. You couldn't play Michael Mulder in this play. game. He was doo doo in this game. And he gave you something every now and again, but anytime you needed Michael Mulder to do a nice thing, he had eight minutes, right? Nine minutes, yeah. I mean, Toscano Anderson, 32 off the bench. Jordan Poole, 38 off the bench. Yeah. I mean, these guys played as hard as they could, as <laughs> not, much as they not could. Not only are you playing an eight-man rotation, you're leaning on, like, five guys to go hard against right. a Memphis team that, again, is throwing rocks. Yeah. it's There's no excuse. I, I don't want to give the Warriors too much, you know, too much rope here in the notion of like they tricked that game away in a lot of ways they they had the opportunities to win they Mm -hmm. did not take them but had it not happened tonight Utah was going to annihilate this team by 30 it would have been a formality uh I don't this Warriors team I wasn't sure after the Lakers game could they take I didn't I didn't think they would beat Utah in a series but could they take them five six seven games maybe yeah possibly yeah but after watching them in this game if they would have somehow eat this one out yeah you have to travel to Utah for two games against that team at with as much. You talk about depth. Yeah, that's depth. Just wait. I mean, the Memphis has a bunch of like, oh, that's a good player. Utah has a bunch of, oh, that's a good player. U- Utah is Memphis on steroids. Right. I mean, like, illegitimately and at altitude and right. with some crazy ass fans. Right. They would have. They as soon as we saw what they did in the first half, I'm like, this is the season. Right mm-hmm. here, they either win this game or not. But whatever happens from here on out, all my thoughts about oh, I actually like this matchup and Rudy right. Gobert out in space and Donovan Mitchell's inefficient. BS. Forget all about it because the Warriors clearly didn't have the legs, and when right. you don't have the legs, you can't play in Utah. You're coming back to Chase Center down 2-0 with a team that's inevitably going to be exhausted. You're never going to catch your breath. And honestly, that's the kind of crazy thing, right? This Warriors team has been going hard. Hard, not just for an entire season. Everyone's exhausted at the end of a season. They've been going hard for the last two weeks, harder than they should be going. Could they have locked it? Like, can you maintain that much no. longer? I mean, you just think about the grind that is the playoffs and the Warriors. Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Kevon Looney know it as well as any people on the planet. Oh my goodness! In a pandemic season with testing and mm-hmm. oh, oh my god, I can't, I can't fathom. We wouldn't have learned anything about them in a playoff series. We we no. we know what this team is now, and that. So let's just let's spin this thing forward now. Okay. This off season, we know what these Warriors are. Yeah. I think what I think the team they were over the last twenty games is much more representative of what they'll be next year if they commit to being that. Yeah. Which do is they want to be that. Draymond Green after the game said, "Oh yeah, I'm going to be part of these conversations. What happens in the roster? Do you more know Jacob part of Evans? Part of that. Well, I think part of that conversation is going to be." Kevon mm-hmm. Looney better be starting. Yeah. And this is what we should be running. We yeah. need to add a couple more pieces for depth so we're not running seven or eight guys out there every night. Mm-hmm. But that's it. So I don't want to have the big James Wiseman conversation. No, but that's a much bigger one. There's there's certain things that they need to do very clearly that follow the blueprint that they established over the last 20 games, 22 mm-hmm. games, I guess. Uh, this offseason is pivotal. I thought last no year's offseason was the biggest one in Bob Myers' tenure. This yeah. one now is. Uh, what can they do? 
they need to get another veteran or two to come off the bench. Yeah. Um, they don't have to be exceptional. They definitely need another Baysmore type. I, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think that that's uh, much debate. I don't think Damian Lee cuts it there. Uh, Damian Lee is nice. It's nice to have Baysmore. It's nice to have Damian Lee. Dam- those guys are there on nepotism. Those are the kids who got into Harvard because their uncle went there or their daddy yeah. went there. Uh, this isn't to say that they're not NBA players and that they weren't effective for the Warriors, but they need to go get a guy. Well, you replace Baysmore with Clay. And right. so you do that. Now, maybe he comes back on a one-year, and that's not bad for the end no, of your no, no. roster. No, no, no. You, you, br- you bring both of those guys yeah. back. You just hope that you don't have to use them as much they as you stay ready. to use them. They right. stay ready. Right. They, th- that, was, that was your sixth, effectively your sixth and your eighth best player mm-hmm. in an eight-man rotation. They need to be eight and nine at the absolute highest peak. Like yeah. that, that's the cut and drive. They need a guy like a Rudy Gay. They need. I mean, there's a lot of things. By the way, I think we're about to get a two for one summer because we didn't really get much chaos, you know, amid yeah. the end of the world. Uh, I think that it's going to get real crazy. You got Indiana, who looks like they're ready to blow it up. Who knows what's going to happen with the Clippers if they underperform? Uh, the Lakers are kind of at that stage in the LeBron James uh, saga where uh, everything starts to fall apart because everything got mortgaged too many times. You're going to have teams that want to make a push. I think that now with the play-in tournament, I think there are going to be more teams that feel like they're close enough right. to maybe, hey, let's go get a player. You're going to have two. a lot of musical chairs happening. And, and you're going to have teams that are also, depending on what this offseason, I think this, these playoffs are going to be really interesting. Totally. If Brooklyn ends up winning it, you're going to have a lot of teams saying, you know what, maybe we don't have to play <laughs> defense. Defense is stupid. Let's yep. just go get as many scores as possible. And all of a sudden, Zach Levine will be the biggest, the, right. the, the you know, the prize possession on the market. And right. I think the Warriors stay away from the big game hunting. I don't think that they're in a position I to I think do they're it. comfortable sticking it out with, hey, Andrew Wiggins was nice. Yeah. We've got, we're going to see what we could do with James Wiseman. Yeah. I think one thing that they definitely have to do, you add Clay Thompson back, you hope that he gets to 80% of what he was It's a lot of hope the there. It's a lot of hope. But that's, I don't think but there's that's, a better way to add it to. Yeah. And, and with Wiseman, you got to tell him, look, Kevon Looney, he's earned the starting job this year. That much Not is clear. Question. If you bring him, if, if he, he's got a player option, by the way, we all expect him to pick it up because it's worth five million dollars. But with the way that dude played, he might. No, I mean, listen, just Who because of the hips, happen. because of the hips, he wouldn't. Yeah. If I if I'm on the open market, if I'm running my hometown Chicago Bulls, I'm giving Kevon Looney whatever he wants, <laughs> right. even to back up Nikola Vucevic. What I'm saying is he'll come back. He knows his he'll place. He was a part of screen and then you could bring and that, you yeah. could bring Wiseman in yeah. as. Uh, your backup center. Right. You say, hey, 12 to 15 minutes a night, no pressure. Yep. We're not doing what we did to you end your rookie year. And then the bring another quarter, body. End of the third quarter, right. that guy, yeah. So if you have Wiseman now coming off the bench, now mm-hmm. you're nine deep. You replace Mulder with another more capable veteran. So I mean, that's your I nine deep. Mulder and Lee kind of cancel each other out. Yeah. You can only really have one going into next year, right. at least who's part of the rotation. Uh, a guy, A guy on a mid-level would be ideal. I, I, you'll have to forgive me. I don't have the mechanisms right in front of me, but... Uh, a guy like a Rudy Gay would be so clutch for them. And yes. the issue now, and we talked about this a ton this past offseason, like you have two L.A. teams that are competing for a championship. The Knicks are now somehow in it. Uh, you know, an exciting option. You have Miami, that's a good team. Uh, you have obviously Brooklyn, where all mm-hmm. of the buyout guys want to go. We talked about this with the buyout market, we talked about the free agent market. Golden State's a nice place to be. But it's not New York, and it's not right. LA, and it's not Miami. Like if you if you get to choose your spot because you're playing for cheap, you're going no state taxes in Miami, or you're going to the places where NBA players live in the offseason, Los Angeles or New York. And and all those teams are in the playoffs right now, and the Warriors Correct. aren't. And Correct. so that might be a little bit. So yeah, like if you're the Warriors, you don't get to have your pick of the litter. But that's what makes Bob Myers' job so like you right. don't get to do the the Brad Wanamaker swing and a miss anymore. Correct. Like, that you 
you signed Brad Wanamaker thinking he'd be your sixth man, and by the time he was traded, he was out of your rotation. I want to be fair. I was wrong on that one, too. I thought Brad Wanamaker was a good player. And he I was think actually pretty good did. for Charlotte. Yeah, <laughs> I think everybody thought that Wanamaker would be, but it was just, it, just it, did wasn't, work. it didn't work it was, out. It was and, you know, that happens. It's okay. But then Jordan Poole comes through, and right. they, they bought in on Jordan Poole. They picked up his fifth-year option, and I'm like, I'm not so sure about that. And then Jordan Poole comes back from the G League, and holy crap, Jordan Poole's a baller, drops 19 right. points tonight. We also have to mention that they have the Minnesota pick, which is most yes. likely to vest this year because the Timberwolves were sixth or seventh in the standings, and it's top three protected. They also now have the 14th pick. There are a lot Team. Yes. So, uh, and I believe that's locked. Like, yes. I don't, there's no getting into the lottery. They now that the play-in is done, they have we the know exactly pick. the 14 teams. And so, and, and so they have a, and that's got like a 2% chance or something of landing in the top four or five. So, you never know. We'll the, find out. Maybe the Warriors get lucky again. They've got ways to supplement this roster. Right. And, and I think, to, again, the, the takeaway is now you know exactly what you need to supplement. Like, you have the blueprint now. What do they do with the Tsunami Poppy? You let them walk. I, I, I've thought this how over and low, over and over. How low can his price be? Where you have to bring him back? To where it's, yeah. What What is the, obviously, the max amount for the Warriors versus the low amount yeah. for that? Are we talking, like, if if he hits the marketplace? And listen, now we have a tremendous amount of evidence that every team that does not have Kelly Oubre plays better. Like, it is right. not fair. I don't think it's totally accurate. At the same time, you know, Suns go 8-0 in the bubble last year. Washington gets better when he leaves. And now the Warriors don't have him down the stretch. And I suppose you could say, oh, they really needed Kelly Oubre tonight. I don't think I thought that for one of the 50 minutes or whatever was in the game. Uh, I don't think anyone thought it for the last couple of weeks. I forgot that Kelly Oubre existed until it just popped into my head right now. He wants wants $20 million. That's ridiculous. He's not getting it. What about 12? I think if – I think – because he's a if, wing. If you could get Wings him, are important. No, he is. And that's and, and I there are things that I liked about Ubre. The defensive energy yeah. over an eighty two game season matters. That thing that's just stuff matters. Dude. Yeah, you can stick his ass on the bench in the playoffs. He, he rebounds. Can get the he gets tip backs, he offensive rebounds. There's things that he can get you volume. Like he, he went stopped off for running 40 in, against Dallas at one point this he year. He stopped running into Stephen Curry at one point, so clearly he can learn. Like I think something around ten million dollars. Yeah. And the reason I say that too is because if you bring him back at like ten. Yeah, that's a stackable contract. That's totally. a very and the Warriors are very short on those. Like, you, yes, they're most the closest thing they have to that <laughs> fifty million dollars. Yeah. for well, so James, it's like Wiseman's at eight. That's Wiseman's what I'm saying. At, Wiseman's at eight, and Looney's and at like five. Looney's at five. That's it. That's it. You're, those are your tradable stacking, contracts. You're stacking. You're putting. Uh, you're putting Nico Mannion and yeah. Eric Pascal on each other's shoulders and passing it off as a <laughs> putting a him in a raincoat. And being yeah. like, can we have a player? Vincent back? adult manning it. Uh, I don't. I, I, I don't want to get into like the nitty-gritty of the cap, but basically, the, if the Warriors let Ubre walk away at even $10 million or whatever, yeah. they can't sign another player at $10 million. That's not how it works. So. They could sign and trade. Which is not happening. Nobody's, nobody's hard-capping themselves for Kelly Oubre. Well, and I I've, think, heard, I've heard that I mean, so many times. No, no, no. no, no. You're, you're the right. only way it happens is if... There's a team the, that's never going to go over the luxury tax line, Indiana. Or the Pelicans. Or the Pelicans. And if the Pelicans are that desperate to get off of Eric Bledsoe, I think the Warriors would at least have a conversation about it. You'd at least have to have a meeting about, hey, could we get more out of Bledsoe than what it was that he was in New Orleans this year, which was a hot pile of garbage. Yeah. But I'm saying you, yeah. I'm saying you find a team that is interested in adding him, uh, a team that doesn't want to go over there, or they're like, we don't, we're never going to go over the luxury tax anyway. And this is, again, a very limited yeah. option, I, to be clear. This yes. is pie-in-the-sky stuff, but we're at pie-in-the-sky times. So right. you find that team. You just say, Does hey. Does Indiana swap you with Jeremy Lamb? Because no, that's the thing. Like just the, give, us a, give the Warriors a second-round pick that will yeah. never vest, because now you have the trade exception. Right. No. 
that's what they did with Gordon Hayward in in uh, Charlotte. And that it, could be it something. Tur- it turned into um, well, it didn't matter, did it? <laughs> it could have turned into Miles Turner, but they decided that no, they'd rather have no, Tristan Thompson. No, that's that's Danny Ainge for you right there. Uh, no, I think so. All right, to tie a bow on this conversation, yeah. uh, <laughs> the Warriors ran out of steam. That made sense given how shorthanded that they were. But it was just, if it wasn't tonight, it would have been another yeah. night, probably. It would have been a lot uglier. It would have been right here a week ago, yeah. or a week from now. Yeah. And I, I do think that what, I think that they're much closer to competing. Mm. Now, whatever that means, I don't know. Because since, mm-hmm. since they were last in the finals, I don't care what they do this offseason, they've gotten worse because they're not adding Kevin Durant this offseason. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. And so Alfon- they've gotten, Alfonso McKinney's they, not here. Right. Well, okay. <laughs> they could go get Bradley Beal this summer, which just doesn't look likely now that Washington's no. playing well. But let's just hype they can go get Bradley Beal this summer and they still wouldn't be as good as they were in the twenty nineteen finals. Correct. So it doesn't matter what they do. They could do literally anything short of getting Giannis or There will never be a team. Like Kawhi's not coming over, it's were, impossible. There were three years where Kevin Durant was yeah. on the Golden State Warriors, and they got progressively worse in those three years, I would yeah. like to note. And there will never be a team, not the Nets, not anybody mm-hmm. else, who will ever be right. that dominant again. Well, that's fair. But they so, got worse, and the West got better. So whatever The West got flatter. And the, and the I think the top race. got much better. I mean, you've got LeBron in the West now. Fair. fair. You've got Kawhi in the West now. Fair. Like, the boss battles are a little bit tougher now. We'll find out. We'll find out uh, how tough those battles are because last time I checked, the Warriors had to play the Lakers in a right. play-in game, and the Clippers uh, soil themselves in their white pants every time something starts to go wrong. What won't happen is if the Warriors want to be light years ahead and just walk <laughs> their way into the finals every year. That's what I'm saying. It's not going to happen again. Not a chance. You got to go through Denver. Yeah. Utah's legit. Uh, the Lakers, the Clippers, if Kawhi sticks around. Phoenix was the number will. two team with the second yeah. best record in the NBA. Yeah, yeah. But that's the other thing, too. Like, you're saying Utah and Phoenix were the two best teams in the NBA this year based on record. Right. You're telling me the Warriors with a really good offseason, and it will be very difficult to do. Bob Myers is going to earn it. He's going to need to be way more creative than he has been up until this point. But you're telling me this Warriors team with – arguably the best player in the NBA with arguably the best defender in the NBA. And I, I find value in versatility uh, with a, a guy. I can't believe that this is the third person I'm mentioning Jordan Poole, who's a nice guy off the bench. Yeah. A Toscano Anderson who keeps the Draymond going when Draymond's not on the floor and Andrew Wiggins, who I, I saw some flashes here in the last couple of weeks. Career like, high shooting percentage, more. career high from three point. Uh, he borderline all NBA type defense, and yep. I don't think it's being overstated. The no, numbers bear it out. Uh, they'll be in it, and that's all you can ask for. That's all I'm saying. You t- yeah, a you good tell off me season, that team can't compete with Utah much, and Phoenix? No, Come on. They, they'll be one of the best five or six teams in a really loaded top-heavy top West, and nice. that's going to be good enough. And you know what? That's going to fill Chase Center for years. Yep. Remember to subscribe to new episodes of Lockdown Warriors wherever you listen to podcasts. Please rate, review, say nice things about the show. You can send your comments and questions to me on Twitter at WC Goldberg or email them to me at wgoldberg at bayarianewsgroup.com. Follow Dieter on Twitter at Dieter. Yeah, don't do it, And at the Mercury News, KNBR, everywhere he is. Uh, Thanks for listening. Uh, We will be back next week. Exit interviews on Monday. I'm sure we'll have a lot after that. Have a great weekend, everybody.